0: I have a friend that's asking me about uh, Edward Snowden right now, and um, about the history that I have with that guy, so I'm going to devote this episode to a guy that I'm really not that fond of, and uh, explain my situation and everything that happened, which I have explained before, but uh, not really the relationship that I had or anything like that. Anyways, um. Back in 1999, I ended up uh, receiving my first um, offer from the NSA, and uh, to recap what happened, I ended up um, making my lunch at the same time, I ended up uh, getting an offer from them uh, because I had a... they had actually been analyzing, studying some of the things that I was doing, and I was working, creating a something called a heuristic program that was more or less responsible for analyzing information based on weighted information. Weighted. What's the best way to explain this? Um, It would degrade and erode the relevance of information based on the age, the chronological age of the uh, information that that had actually arrived to me. So... This program that that I ended up creating, um, it could potentially and theoretically be applied to pretty much anything. And uh, that's where they were interested, was they had a problem with um, relevance of information, um, with the massive amounts of information that they were sifting through, and uh, what actually was um, important to understand now versus uh, what was something they could actively and easily dismiss and everything. So I found this out through the course of the next two years. And in part because I ended up uh, figuring out that we were being hacked, and uh, I ended up tracing these guys down and ended up uh, getting two the um, two the guys arrested. So that didn't bode well for them. And I wish I could actually remember the guys' names and hell, what they even looked like and everything for the NSA, and that had actually leveraged their equipment to you know to study what we were doing and everything, but. Um, long story short, um, for two years, uh starting back in nineteen ninety-nine, I ended up getting recruited regularly by the NSA. And I had a director in particular that uh, I'm not going to name names or anything like that. I'm not interested in in discussing who I worked with or anything like that there. You know, this isn't an expose. Um but uh what ended up happening was over the course of the next two years, my life kinda went to hell in a handbasket. My marriage ended up breaking apart, um, my company, um, things started getting fucked up internally with it, and, uh, things just went to hell, and, uh, things had been going so well with it at this point, and that's when the NSA offered me a, an, an offer I couldn't, uh, I couldn't refuse, which was, or couldn't refuse, which was a million dollars a year for every year of service that I would be in, six to eight years minimum, um, or six years minimum, eight years maximum, and uh, I would be uh, given standard contractor rates, which were actually a- absolutely abysmal. I could be could have been making 150 an hour out there on the free market, and instead they were paying 35 an hour, which did bump up and everything over time. Um, but I also looked at it as a promise of, you know, having a million dollars a year and, and basically being able to add to my bank account and everything. I was investing in my country's future, my future, and uh, also my Bank accounts future and everything. That's how I looked at things. So, anyways, I ended up accepting this offer um, in late 2001. It was shortly after the events of 9 11 and everything. And I uh, I knew at this point. Um, now, while I wasn't a, a fully an advocate of believing, you know, that the Uni- United States hadn't been in part responsible for instigating the things that uh, that happened in 9/11, um, it, it wasn't because I was a patriot. That's not why I signed up or anything like that. And I certainly didn't believe in the idea of going to um, fight fire with fire, you know, as far as the whole concept was concerned. I, I did, I went into the NSA more or less for personally what I consider selfish reasons. And um, yeah, there was a little bit of selflessness in there. You know, sure, I wanted to do right by my country. Sure, I wanted to do some of my duty and, and responsibility and everything. You know, but more than that, um, my life had actually gone to shit, you know, and my marriage had, to, I was going through a divorce with a woman that I absolutely adored with Lisa, you um, all this other stuff where I was just basically floundering. I felt like I didn't I was misdirectioned. I didn't know where I was going with my life and everything. So, anyways, the NSA actually managed to come in at the right right point in, in space and time, and and absolutely, I question um, how much they influenced the influence of communication to actually force me into that situation where I didn't have any other options other than to take employment with them. You know, I absolutely question those things because of the nature of what I ended up going through. It's just like and seeing afterwards too of what they were capable of. I didn't realize you know, how much from a mind control perspective and everything and uh, and understanding psychology they were capable of doing. Um, And I found this out later and everything. But, you know, long story short, this isn't about uh, pointing fingers or anything like that. It's about, you know, an experience that I had with, uh, with Mr. Snowden. So... Anyways, um, 2001, late 2001, it was about November or something like that of 2001, I signed up, and uh, I ended up uh, attending um, basic training not too long after that, and uh, that was over at Fort Knox, and from there I ended up getting shipped over to Fort Meade, where I ended up uh, going through AIT. Now, I have said this before, and I'll say it again. Anybody, whether or not you're a private contractor or you're direct full, uh, direct full, you you know, um, a full-timer, has to go through um, military training. You know, that's an absolute requirement in order for you to get into the CIA or the NSA. So... If you don't, then the fact of the matter is, you know, um, if you don't go through basic training and you don't successfully complete your courses in AIT, this doesn't mean AIT graduation. But what it does mean is is successful completion of the courses and everything. If you don't successfully complete that, um, you are actually, uh, you know, you're not you're not going to be accepted into the NSA or the CIA. Period. End of story. And that's just how it functions. Um, now there was forty eight of us in the class for public affairs. There was 46 Quebec over at uh, over at Fort Meade and Snowden was actually in my class when I attended Fort Meade. Now I suspected um, that the vast majority of people that were actually attending class there were other people that were awaiting their top secret clearance and that's actually part of the process is you're, you're cleared through basic training um, th- for the secret clearance and everything and at that point that's when you attend your training and uh, you, you get the top secret clearance while you're actually Attending your uh, your AIT, it's called Advanced uh, Intelligence Training, or Advanced. Um, there's different forms of it, but it's it's really called Advanced Intelligence Training, and everything. Um, the Army has a different moniker and acronym for it, but uh, at that point, you're actually taught about the whole um, process of subversion and all this other shit. Um, but this isn't about the classes and what I was taught. This is about my experiences that I had with Snowden. Now, the first experiences that I had with Snowden was we arrived at the same time. So, in a literal sense, um, I, I remember it was a dark night that I ended up arriving and everything. And uh, there was five of us, if I wasn't mistaken, that were actually lined up against the wall. And uh, all of us were fucking tired. we just come from basic training. And... Um, the Snowden, I I can't remember who else was there. Everything, um, I just remember there being five of us. And I remember why I remember the Snowdens, and I refer to the Snowdens plural. There's uh, Edward Snowden and his wife. I can't remember his wife's name for the life of me. And um, what I ended up, um, my initial impression of the guy was, you know, um, we ended up talking a little bit as we're waiting for our processing to occur. So we got a couple, what I consider. Marginally responsible drill sergeants that are actually on staff at uh, the late late hour that we've arrived, and I think it's about ten or eleven o'clock, maybe even a little bit later, that we're going through this processing and everything, and uh, it, it's taking two, three hours and everything. On occasion, we're told to drop and give, you know, whatever drill sergeant, uh, you know, wants, uh, you know, g- give them, you know, ten to fifteen, and it's just like, what the fuck, you know, I just got done after somebody said, drop and give me fifty you know, and for me, 10 to 15 is just, like, playtime and everything, so, in any case, um, we end up going through this, and I, and I look at, I'll look at him, and, you know, I introduce myself, and I'm just like, uh, I'm Brian, you know, uh, PFC Gregory, and, uh, PFC stands for Private First Class, and, uh, I'm, you know, I learned that he's a specialist. He's coming as a, uh, basically there's ranks, E1 through, might be E0, I can't remember. E1, E2, no, I was E3, so it was private, private first class, and then, oh, because I was E3. In any case, um, I'm private first class at at an E3, and I I find out that him and his wife are both E4s. And uh, what that means is it's specialist. Now, this is something that uh, before you get into the military, or as you get into the military, um, there's something called an NCO. It's a non-commissioned officer, and that non-commissioned officer is is a rank E5, and they actually have to go through special training within the military in order to obtain that. So you cannot enter at any higher rank than an E4, and the only way you can enter is an E4, um, unless you're going in as an officer, and then, then it's completely different than that. But as an enlisted, um, the only way that you're going in is an E4, um, anything higher than an E3, is, uh, is basically if you have a full college education. You've got a bachelor's degree, a master's, or a doctorate. So, in any case, um, I learned that uh, Edward Snowden and his wife both have, have law degrees, um, JD degrees, and uh, I can't remember what college they have said they attended and everything, and I'm noticing that their face are really, really, really... I notice his complexion. The guy's really pale, and so is his wife. And it's almost like, um, you know, what I'm noticing is it's... It's like the shit's been beaten out of them. They're so um, quiet and mild-mannered. And and uh, I learned that um, both of them, I mean, I had actually, you know, considered law at this point anyways. You know, um, it's 2002, 2003, about this time frame. And I'm, I'm sitting there going, okay, this is kind of bizarre. You know, I mean, they're, I'm looking at them, and I'm just thinking, okay, you know, you've got the capability to enter as an officer. And yet he goes in as a, as an enlisted, and uh, you know, for, they explain, you know, that he's coming in as a uh, in order to basically pay for his college. You know, sixty thousand, sixty five thousand dollars. They both in- attended law school, and they both discovered that they didn't enjoy it. And that was part of the reason they ended up going through and, and signing up for as an enlisted, you know. And uh, I'm just like, oh, well, shit. You know, well, clearly, they had other options. They could have gone in as JAG, you know, and that's basically an officer. But it's also a requirement of six to eight years. They will get their college paid for, but they're also required to actually um, do law for the entire period of time and everything. So... I'm I'm sitting there going, well, you know, I mean, surely there could have been other options. You know, you've got a, a degree like that and everything. There's, you could go in as an officer and do other things and everything. Well, I mean, they they, they really weren't that talkative, the two of them. Well, I'm sitting there going, okay, whatever. And uh, that was really my initial impression. The two Snowden's together, and and rest assured, it's the same Edward Snowden that you've seen on TV and the, you know, on. You know that has actually been depicted all o- all over the internet and everything. It's the same dude. You know. So, anyways, um, I'm just noticing that this guy's just not talkative. He's meek. He's he's lacking self confidence altogether, and there's just something that, um, I don't know, I there's something wrong about the guy, flat out something wrong about the guy, so um, I, I don't know, you know, I really don't know, all I know is my initial impression is, you know, this guy's story is, he ended up pursuing a law degree with his wife, both of them got their law degrees, both of them found out they didn't enjoy it, so they ended up signing for the military service in order to, uh, you know, to continue doing what they're doing to get their debt paid off, and uh, they looked at it like, hey, they've been for, you know, like I, was six to eight years. So, they got a, a much less substantial contract than I did, you know, and uh, I looked at it like, wow, I, I really got a good deal out of this. Well, in the end, you see how it how it's ended up. I didn't get jack shit. So, they got the better end of the deal. Um, so, in any case, um, what ended up happening over the next, uh, next course of, you know, basically six months and everything while we're attending AIT um was uh, the guy? He really kind of hung, you know, and kept to himself and everything. He really didn't um, didn't participate in, the, in some of the extracurricular te- activities and everything. And him, him and his wife were kind of attached at the hip and everything. So it was just one of those bizarre circumstances where, honestly, my first impressions, my only impressions of, of the guy are, you know, he didn't really have that much uh, conversationally conversationally to say. Um, he's um, didn't seem... Um, I mean, intellectually, I didn't get a sense of whether or not he was or wasn't intelligent. Uh, I just had a sense that, uh, the guy, you know, had issues. And, you know, I mean, I I had a sense that he was intelligent, intelligent because it, it it doesn't, you know, it it's not a de- an easy thing to achieve a, a law degree in this country. Or at least that's my overall impression of law degrees and everything. But, you know, in the end, um... We both ended up uh, graduating at, uh, you know, um, at roughly the same time and everything, and uh, well, I graduated number two in my class, next to Jarrett Hines, who, you know, I respect the guy, but my god, the guy's an anal freak and everything. Um, Oh shit, I just gave away a name, didn't I? Hmm, interesting. Um, But in any case, uh, it just, it ended up um, being one of those things that uh, I just, you know, it was kind of, you know, kind kind of odd. You know, I mean, I came in as a PFC, you know, which is a higher rank than a private and everything, because I had some education behind me and everything, but I didn't have a bachelor's degree degree by then. So, anyways, my solitary impression of the guy that uh, remained fixed for the period of time that I was actually there was just that uh, he was, you know, kind of quiet, kind of secluded, kind of kept to himself. Um, he didn't... Uh, he didn't portray himself as somebody who actually knew anything about programming, about computers altogether. Um, he, you know, uh, the one thing that I, I definitely find you know interesting about the guy. He seemed very, very depressed, as did his wife, and he had these big, huge gaunt eyes and everything, you know, that just smacked of depression to me, smacked that. He just wasn't, um, he had just really gone through hell and he just didn't enjoy life or something like that. It really, it, it just, it felt like a sad picture, you know, that had been painted of the dude and everything from what I had experienced of the guy. So... Anyways, when the news came out about Edward Snowden and everything, um, you know, on the internet, um, I just had this overall impression that the guy didn't, uh, the, the guy, um, I knew that he went the way of the CIA, um, from my own internal sources and everything. Um, now... What he knew about the NSA, um, in my opinion, has been nothing but fueled by paranoia and everything. Um, now I'm not going to say that he's entirely inaccurate about some of the things that he's actually observed about the NSA. There's some, some shit, some nasty shit that's occurred there, you know, which is part of the reason that I'm actually, you know, in a sense, homeless. Um, I should have eight million dollars plus the three million dollars that I had in the bank plus interest plus no fucking student loan debt, you know, and I'm left with, you know, two hundred thousand dollars in student loan debt without a penny to my name as a result of, you know, some bad apples that actually actually existed within the NSA. You know, so I, I will absolutely validate some of the things that he said about uh, when it comes down to the moral and ethical behavior of some of these people that are actually working, working within the NSA. Absolutely, I will agree with him, you know, but One of the things that I will say is the technology that he's actually released to the public and everything is far, far, far in a way. Um, I mean, I'm talking about this is technology that was 20 years plus ago. Um, that he's releasing, he doesn't understand um, it. He doesn't understand programmers, and this is actually, um, I I do believe that his law degree um, is is showing itself with his lack of awareness of of how technology functions and and what specifically is going on. You know, it's my belief that he leveraged his skills, you know, as a lawyer to to basically go through and uh, and to research the things that that were going on within the NSA from. his particular perspective, but it's also my belief that paranoia combined with um, potentially uh, working for foreign governments and everything, and I'm not calling him a spy, I'm just basically saying that he's been um, influenced by foreign governments and everything to basically assume the worst about our behaviors and about why the NSA does what they do. You know, um, now, I don't represent the NSA anymore. You know, everybody, anybody that knows me knows that I, I kind of flip the bird and everything to, you know, to some of the moral and ethical shit that he has pointed out in the news and everything. I absolutely 100% agree, you know, with some of the things that he's said. And and for me, I'll be honest with you, I've actually not listened to Diddly Squat that he's actually released in the last, uh, we'll put it this way, five years, you know, four years, with the exception of watching the movie when... I saw once again, you know, that the accusations and that the information that was being released and everything under the guise of entertainment, you know, was basically far and away 20 plus years away from what's actually currently, um, I mean, currently publicly available, let alone, you know... um I'm going to go so far to say 10 plus years beyond that, what's uh, what's actually being used in, inside uh, the agencies right now, you know, so, in any case, what I'm saying is, um, it, Snowden needs to be a lot less paranoid, or a lot, a lot, uh, a lot less paranoid about his accusations and everything. Now, I I, I can't say I respect the guy because I don't know the guy. All I know is what's been released in his name, and uh, I can say this. This information, the stuff that he's been releasing and everything, is based on lopsided research taken from a paranoid perspective, which in a lot of cases is is assuming the worst um, about the usage of information. You know, so when it comes down to it, you can leverage and use information any way that you want to. You know, how you use it is completely up to you. You know, so as as a uh, person analyzing information, and uh, when you yourself are depressed or under psychological strain or conditions and everything that uh, are, that make you unhappy and everything, that will absolutely influence and actually alter the information and uh, and your perception of that information and also what you analyze from that information so and 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 even more what you perceive what you see so and this is especially important you know when it comes down to digital information so in any case um Yes, I do keep in touch with uh, some of the some of those that were actually in my former community. Um, no, I'm not actually currently employed by them, nor do I advocate them at all. In fact, I actually advertise myself as a hacker for a quote unquote fictitious organization called DeadSec. Um, now, me, um, you know, what's my role and what's my relationship and everything? Well, I was an intelligence analyst, you know, for the NSA. Um, I ended up uh, shifting over into more of an ad. Adver- um, kind of like a contractual role as in support of uh, globalization for companies on a worldwide basis and everything. So more or less a consultant, and that's actually why I pursued some of the education I did, particularly focused on marketing. I want to understand customer-facing behavior and that kind of stuff from a psychological perspective and everything. Um, I had actually, you know, considered pursuing uh, psychology and computer science when I was uh, first entered school back in 1993, but I um, kind of changed my tune and everything after working so many years in the public sector and everything, particularly when I went, went to go work uh, with the NSA. I started realizing that there's a, a severe lack of, uh, of support of people when it comes down to it, particularly from a moral and ethical perspective and everything. And not only that, but uh, one of the things I, I've really gotten a distaste for is conspiracy theories that actually focus on um, assuming the worst of of, um, of some of, you know, your, your competition. And uh, con- and their behavior and everything. So one of the reasons I actually dug into customer behavior in particular from marketing and everything, and pursued a marketing undergradu- an undergraduate degree was because I just wanted to understand um, understand uh, these the quote unquote adversaries and and also be able to find my truths within the conspiracy theories without debunking them. So. Ultimately, I did, and uh, that's actually, uh, in 2007, as I stated to somebody else, I ended up getting approved for for a director-level role and everything, and uh, I ended up uh, pursuing my my MBA to basically make us where nobody else could ask questions about me um, assuming that role and everything, and uh, that way I can keep myself safe and flame-retardant for all purposes. So... Um, all intents and purposes. So, in two thousand and eight, I ended up attending Thunderbird uh, graduate school, and uh, two thousand and nine, I ended up uh, getting my MBA from uh, Thunderbird. So, but going back to all this, um, he received his JD and a JD, um, a law degree. You got to keep in mind is uh, is is a it's an education in in delegation of research as well as um, Sifting, sifting through it, and finding um, and identifying what is analytically correct, what is um, morally and ethically, you know, because a law, lot law lawyers, all lawyers, actually have to go through. Um, if you're going to practice law, anyways, you have to go through a bar exam. You also have to take an oath. But uh, if you don't go that process and everything, if you don't go that route to actually practice law, um, you're not obliged, you know, to actually uh, honor any oath. Uh, the the institution that you attend and everything may have may have oaths. Like, you know, Thunderbird certainly had their oath, you know, when it came down to practicing business, and uh, we all had to take one when we ended up graduating. You know, for me, I do believe in it, too. You know, the ethical and moral behavior, you know, of, uh, of a company and everything, and the organizations that I represent and everything, you know, I feel like I'm trying to do the best for them, and also for myself at the same time. So, but When it comes down to um, Snowden's capability to be able to analyze information um, without training in the digital um, mechanisms and tools and how they function, it's my belief that that man is taking his analysis of information and spinning it in the absolute worst possible way without firm basis in reality. So, and the reason I'm saying this is um, there's there's ways to interpret information, and what he's doing is he's interpreting information that he receives from the community, and at that point he's positioning this information with the paranoid um, interpretation of, of how he perceives reality. That's just a biased perspective of reality and he doesn't take that into account his own personal biases a law degree tries to teach you not to be biased it tries to teach you that you're not subject or you know how to actually move beyond being subjected to the biases of of all the information that's that's around you and and to to some degree separate yourself from the world and everything, and in order to achieve that and everything. Well, I personally believe that uh, he um, has lost track of himself, Um, the information that's put out there, you know, um, I don't know if the dude remembers that he was married. I don't know, you know, flat out if the dude remembers he's married. I've looked in in the records on at least what's on Wikipedia and everything, and everything I've seen indicates that this guy was, you know, never married. Um, someone shit that and everything. I'm just like, oh wow, you know. Um, it's really interesting. I mean, you know the the things I myself have directly observed in his life and everything, versus what's depicted on Wikipedia. You know, I don't know if if somebody's messing with him mentally, you know, or if uh, if this is information that he's put put out there about himself. But um, when it comes down to it, it just comes down to the law training. He's not a trained programmer because there is no such thing as a trained programmer most programmers that actually go through school um, receive their education in indoctrinated form but if you're a, a real what i consider a real programmer real programmers are the ones that are self-taught this is the advantage you know of of learning as a hacker i'm not saying hackers are awesome you no know, i'm just saying that when you're a self-taught anything whether or not that's a lawyer or a doctor or or a you know a programmer you have certain advantages over those that are that are actually go through an indoctrinated education and everything now here's here's the, the the only caveat to that if you had the capability to be able to teach yourself about the things that you're actually um, learning while in the process of receiving that education, and you have the initiative and the incentive yourself in order to be able to acquire extracurricular things now a lot of a lot of times this can actually be done through internships and that kind of stuff you know but it 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 also you know it's it's a certain mindset you know that actually is capable of doing this um Snowden for all intents and purposes he failed as a lawyer he didn't understand the education he received as a result <laughs> he's in the position he's in now and to some degree i could be thought of the same way i'm not, I'm not going to point fingers and and say that i'm just I'm better than him i'm not i received an mba and within two years i found myself jobless so, perhaps the education of, of, you know, the MBA indicates that I'm a failure when it comes down to actually receiving the education of that MBA. I'd be hypocritical for, for stating anything, you know, otherwise, you know, because to some degree, you know, I, and yes, I absolutely did receive that diploma, you know, and I, I feel proud that I ended up receiving it, you know, but the education just didn't stick. You know, not at least how I was taught it and everything. Well, the same thing could be said of of, uh, Snowden, too. Laga education didn't stick, and as a result, he ended up seeing some things that to this day still appear to scare him. Well, I don't know what to say. Other than Snowden, dude, if you're listening to me, I'm not asking you to remember your wife, but I'm asking you to consider the implications when it comes down to time and perceptions of time based on the individual perspective perspective and the information that we acquire from that particular perspective and everything. World that I see isn't the same as what you see. So if you are listening, um I I don't know what you see, you know, I don't know who I am to you and in your world and everything. All I do know is I received a Quite a bit of information today Stating I needed to put something out there That was directed directly to you So In any case I don't doubt that you see me differently too Than I see myself I mean I could explain it yeah, but it would also require watching uh, a great deal of uh, Doctor Who and uh, DC's Legends of Tomorrow and Timeless and Back to the Future and The Matrix and all this other shit that just basically says, hey, imagination is what creates reality, and reality, from my perspective, can be a little bit wonky. So, in any case, um, that's all I know about uh, Edward Snowden is uh, just basically the brief... Um, brief cameos that he had in my life and everything um, over to Fort Meade. He never really went out with any of us, you know. He was never social. He always stuck with his wife and everything, and that was really the gist of it, you know. Um, Never got in trouble, never, you know, always kept his head head down and did what he was asked to do and everything, you know. So, and it's just like, um, that was was my only impression of the guy, you know, is... I can't remember how, you know, how well he worked out, um, you know, I mean, the the physical details, I mean, I just remember the guy being gaunt, being a little bit, uh, you know, withdrawn, you know, from the world and everything, along with his wife. I remember that he definitely talked in the few conversations that we had, he just came across as terribly depressed, you know, him and his wife both. I didn't know which one was responsible for, you know, perpetuating the depression. Was it him or what, was it his wife? I don't know. I don't... View the guy as a bad guy, though. But I don't view him as a good guy, either. I just view him as a guy that received an education and he just wasn't happy with. He made a choice, and that choice was to work for an agency that, like me, may not have treated him the way that uh, he felt he should have been treated, and I respect that. But what I don't respect is the continued, um, let me see if this is the right word, yeah, that's the right word, vilification, you know, of the intelligence services. There's a lot that me and you need to understand about this world. And when I say me and you, I mean me and you. Um, It's our world, though. So, in any case, um, hopefully this m- meets its, uh, intended audience and everything. Um, I'm going off to uh, The Witcher right now, um, uh, playing in the year 1277, and, uh, working with, uh, ancient, uh, what was it, uh, old Cyrillic-based languages and everything. So anyways, uh, that's about it. Um, find a way, in your own way, to respond. I I am curious, and I will receive it, if you do have something to say. So, if you're interested in, you know, pointing fingers or making a villain of me, that's not going to work, and I'm just not going to listen to it, period, end of story. So, find better ways. That's all I'm saying. I don't think you're a bad guy, but I don't think you're a good guy. Yeah. For me like right there in the middle. My you know, you are what you are. So anyways, thank you for listening.